Alrighty, folks. I close, so you know what that means, right? What do you get when I close? Come on, say it with me. I'm gonna check my corridor. Sorry, y'all, you know how I roll. Oh. As it's Wednesday and I close, you get a car cast. Maybe some more alliteration, huh? We're gonna talk about cash. Better yet, we're gonna talk about money. I did a podcast on this on um, Seti Dust Podcast. Oof. This must have been 10, 12 years ago. And the game has changed, but not that much, folks. It really hasn't. That's the interesting part. I don't think a lot of people are aware of that or even want to be aware. I'll, be, I'll take it a step further. I think... Let me put it this way. Let's, uh, let's do a State of the Union, right? So in 2023, it is my sincere belief that the average person in the population... No, folks, seriously. People don't give a damn because they don't want to give a darn. Part of my language, that's unacceptable, but... People don't care because they don't care. It's that simple. People do not want to care. They don't want to know better. They don't want to do better. I worked with a girl one time and she was doing a dream board. She said, huh? She said, Tony, if you knew better, you do better. And yeah, she wanted to be, she became a teacher and I didn't, but of course I'm not in the educational field anymore. So you see, what she thought was smart on her part had nothing to do with my plan for my life at that point in time to begin with, first off. Second off, she was despised. I was loved and respected. The most of that love, like I said, we told before, so most of that's gone because those people, once I was gone, I couldn't protect them and I wasn't there to physically save them from harm or save them in my union position. 99.9% left. And you know, there's a good thing. Less baggage, folks. But the average person, you know, I was talking to someone today at work and, you know, they was like, yeah, food prices have gone up. I'm like, it's been going up for like two years, almost incrementally, steadily, however you want to put it. But it's ramping up now because you're feeling it across the board. Gas, I think I paid $295.66 or whatever stupid number they had at Costco the other day. But everything I'm buying costs me more. I mean, like, I'm I'm aware of it. It's funny because I'm not because I put on the credit cards. I look at my bank account. I'm trying to look at my bank account less. I used to look at it, like, every two days. And then, you know, then I got some money in my pocket, so I didn't look as much. So I wasn't scared. But I'm trying not to obsess over it because you can't control everything, right? I know that much. I cannot control everything. So I'm trying to be smart about it, but... The average person, they don't want to think about money. If we had Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, and I've, I've, I've quoted this one quote at least two times on this podcast since I started, was that his, his, uh, his poor dad was like, I don't, you know, his poor dad hates all about money. Guy had a PhD and died broke. You know, paper dollars does not make you smart. Street smarts do not make you smart. Common sense does not make you smart. A combination of all three will make you lethal. We talked about it before, right? A weapon will not make you dangerous. Go back a few podcasts, hear that one. But... People don't want to think about money. Like I said, the rich dad was, you know what his thing was? I have to make more money because of you guys. Not I'm broke because of y'all. I don't want to talk about money because money bothered him, right? Because it was, a, it was a sore point for him. He never had no money. And he got to the highest elected official, elected official, elected position an official can have in the education department in the whole island of Hawaii. Mainland Hawaii, I guess is what I have to say for the people who are from there. Sorry if I'm offending. But, you know, to sum it up, he had all of this paperwork and he had no real paper. He had no scratch, no dinero. No cashish. You know, and his poor dad died an eight-figure earner. His poor dad, I think, didn't finish more than eighth grade, and he had the A students working for him. And that's something you're going to hear over and over, folks, that the C students hire the A students. And uh, let me throw a tangent. I've worked with a lot of people who were straight-A students and were amazing with tests and all this crap and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, magna cum laude. And they were stupid as dirt. Stupid. And not that they were stupid in their field. They were stupid, the things they did, the actions they made, and they couldn't do their job. And half the time, a good percentage can become proficient at their job. But the system made it kind of easy for you 
if you knew how to work it, first off. I'll be honest about that. Let's be clear. The Department of Education University is kind of half a joke. and half, I don't know. I don't know if that's how. But, I don't know. If you work, you're good at it. But a lot of them problems, too, is they came in pompous. Like, oh, I have a degree. I'm like, that means nothing to me. I've brought in money hand over hand. You know, I've always been able to make money. I'm not a drug dealer or a gambler or a card shark or a... I can't think of the word you call it. You know, you don't you don't borrow money from me. You know, I'm not a I'm not a loan shark. None of this, none of it. I'm just a guy who's always been able to be on time and do stuff. You know, I'm, I'm probably in one of the worst seasons of my uh, my work life. You know, I'm, I'm actually number five out of five. On generally speaking, I'm usually top two, which is kind of frustrating, honestly. I you know I could blame the hand I've been dealt, but you know it's, it's I just have to get better. It's got to get better, folks. Like I tell you, I said, you know, I came into this year, I said, you know, 2022, and it's about, you know, ending and starting 2023, I got kicked so hard, I, I, I feel like I just got my teeth, you know, out of my stomach. <laughs> but I'm not going to make excuses, but I want to just talk about that for more, though, is that people, see, I'm, I'm very open with you all. I'm, I'm a very honest person, you know, I'll, I'll tell you my faults, I'm not really worried about it, you know, it's, a lot of people are like, oh, I know your weaknesses, no, you don't, you don't know what really makes me weak, you have no clue. I guarantee you, because you know what, uh... There's a guy in Israel, I think it's um, Ed Kukarina, or Korkina, I'm not sure how to say, but his, uh, he follows Instagram. It's, it's, like, it's uh, at We Fight Monsters. He talks all the time, like, you know, the demons a man fights on the inside or that he fights outside or the demons that he has to fight that are the demons that scare him. A lot of times, you people are nothing to that guy. And I'm not some kind of monster, I'm not saying that. I've never been, you know, Navy SEAL guy with, the, you know, 30 body counts in 36 hours, whatever that guy did in the movie. I'm not that guy at all. But I'm getting home to my kids, first off. And that means physically, monetarily, I'm getting home. You hear me, folks? I talk about prepping a business, right? Because it goes hand in hand. I talk about everyday carry, right? I got stuff to get home. In my bag right now, I have stuff to see, stay warm, start fires, hurt people, save people. I got snacks. I got batteries. Hell, I got some hard candy. You know why? Quick boost of energy. Keep something to focus on, like just settling out candy. No pause, because this is real, folks. Sometimes you just got to, you know grit your teeth and bear. Life is going to be very hard sometimes. And I'm going to tell you this too, is that uh, one thing I was like, I was like hearing was that God gives uh, his strongest soldiers hardest fights. And the hardest fights are also going to make you strongest too. And that's true, folks. I've had some hard moments that's only made me stronger. And I'll be mo- even more candid. Most of the things that made me weaker, I either chose to do or I ignored the warning signs. My own ignorance has been my downfall most of the time. I was like 97%. Maybe 95. I'll give myself a break today. And, I, and I'm a person who tries to think. You know, I, I'm very introspective. I look at what I'm doing and why I'm doing it all the time. I'm always trying to monitor myself. And, you know, it took a while for me to realize there's certain things I wasn't monitoring. When it comes to this life, folks, you have to think clear. You can't just be, you know, you know, it's, how do you say it? It's, you know, people are the opposite of the sky is falling. They're the little boy, but they're running around, they're ignoring the sky. They don't care. They don't want to think. They just want to, I just want to go on my day. I don't think about bad stuff. There's no way likes to be rigged. Uh, there's no way this guy's that, and I, I voted for this president because he's black, or I voted for this guy because he's white, or I voted for him because he's from the same city I am. And I was talking to a rapper when a certain Supreme Court nominee got put in. They were, I was like, you've backing her? And he's like, bro, she's Latina, bro, she's Latino, bro, he's black, bro, this one's that. I thought, whatever the situation was, but so I'm going to leave it blank for you. But the dude was only caring about the person's ethnicity, not their background, not their race, and not their, how they were raised, not their values. This is Supreme Court justice. They are, you know, for the rest of their life, basically, for the most part, I mean, barring certain circumstances, but 
I don't want somebody who doesn't represent my values. You know, as I vote with my wallet and my values. Those are the only two things I care about. Everything else is kind of irrelevant. You know, I don't want somebody who's who's totally against things I'm I'm for. You know, if you know if you support somebody coming to dead on my kid, I I can't vote for you. Sorry, I'm just gonna be blunt. And if you vote for fiscal policies that are destructive, that are gonna you know personally hurt my wallet, make it hard for me to provide, provide more stress for me because now I have less money, which means I gotta think about food and other choices. Like, do I get gas today? Or do I eat today? You know, it's if that's your politics, I don't want to deal with you. That's your you're making it hard for me. And you know, a lot of people they vote for you know it's well, I hate it for Trump, so I voted for Biden. Next year is gonna be like, well, I like Biden, I hate Trump, but I'm gonna vote for DeSantis. Or I don't vote for anyone who's Republican. I don't care what their platform is. I, there's people on the other side too. I don't vote for Democrats. They're too liberal. How do you know? Everyone's different. Everyone is different. I voted on different spectrums of different parts of my life, folks, because I've changed. You know, it's um. I heard a saying they say if you're in your 20s, you don't vote Democrat. Something's wrong with you. But if you're in your 40s, you don't vote Republican. Something's wrong with you. I don't think either one answer is right, honestly. There's another saying too: is that you know, both parties are the wings, right? There's two different wings on the same bird. So you need to think, folks. And that, that you know, I'm not being a conspiracist. Just think about it. Like, look at um at Instagram and say, I think it's at at unusual whale. I think his account is. These politicians are making so much money in the market, and most of them after they get in or they get in with the in squad. Nancy Pelosi's beaten Berkshire Hathaway. She is beating one of the richest men in the world, who's year over year, decade over decade, found investments. She is beating the S and P. She is a monster. How? How? There's people who are getting stuff done. And they're helping each other get it done. Get it done. If you watch any given Sunday, there's a part where the football team owner, Cameron Diaz, she's like, I need this, I got blah, blah, blah. He's like, look, he's like, come on. So he said, first you go, get along. Then you go along. And part of the reason I think the union didn't help much as they could, because that's what they were doing, is I wasn't really going along. I wasn't really getting along. I was, I get along, but I was like, this dude is railroaded my people, and you ain't doing nothing. And I was trying to fight, and I picked the fight, and I paid a price for it, right? But... My biggest problem was there was one time I got an email. They said, "Hey, can you list a bunch of the riots you guys have had recently, and let's talk about it, so you know we can see what you know see what the trends are." I think I had like twenty-two write-ups in like six months or something. The next closest person had like eight in a year. I was like, "There's no way I should be getting you know we should eclipse them." It's, it's a clear, clear sign of the power trip the tyrant was on. But no, and even that they barely did anything. I was like, "Okay," it was more like, "How do we keep the peace?" It's like it's not about peace; it's war. When war is brought to you, you must fight, folks. And yes, I've been passionate about these topics because. I think there's too many people asleep, and I'm hoping some of you will play these podcasts for your friends and they'll stop being idiots. And you might lose a friend or two. I've lost most of my friends. I got my wife and my kids doing it. I got three or four close friends. You know, my, my, my best friend in the world, we rarely speak. We're both raising families and have careers, and we're both trying to build our dreams. But, man, last time I saw him, you know what? Not only did I see him, he came through for me and helped me save, like, $300. He, you know, I dropped my car for the rental closer to him instead of closer to me. And then after that... He drove me home, bro. We spent maybe an hour together. He said hi to my parents. You know, we just touched base. It was just good to see each other. You know, sometimes life's hard. You just got to do what you can do. And we'd sex each other. You know, it's, we don't. Have, we live in different states with different schedules. You know, it's, it is what it is. But, <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do. And like I keep saying, I don't think people are awake to the fact that they're not awake. You know, it's, it's, um, that's one thing. Like I've been saying, I think a lot of people don't want to be awake is the other part of it. And I'm hoping to wake people up. You know? We're going to come back and end this one out, though, because I'm going to get my mail. So let me throw a quick rant in before my rant. And here was So I was talking to a guy at my job, and he's like, he just got a Corolla. Like, uh, he had a car, Hyundai Sonata, like an old 405, I don't know, it's an older one. And it just died. Like, the transmission died. 
dead. Yes, yes. Sorry, I heard this guy on YouTube. He's got me stuck in my head hearing him say this, but his car died right now. You know, so we're talking to me. He's like, he's like, yeah, so-and-so said you hate Corollas. I was like, I don't hate them. I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, no, there's nothing wrong. I was like, no, I don't hate them. I was like, let me clarify, folks. I don't hate Corollas. I said buy the camera, not the Corolla for a very specific reason in the podcast I did about that. You can look down by that name, but it's this is what I was trying to get across is that people don't buy the camera. They buy the Corolla because it's cheaper. Knox is good value. You see the mindset's like, I don't want to spend money, so I'll just get a Corolla. I don't want to get a promotion. I just want to stay at my job. I don't really want to do much. I just want to coast. That's another $50 in the payments. That means I can't get a new shirt. I want my Crocs. Put the little mini Crocs in the Crocs, because that's cool. And you see, it's the same mentality I'm talking about. They don't want to think, folks. If you bought the Corolla because it's better value, and you know there's going to be some kind of, like, um... I forgot the plan. My, my homeboy had a job. I was only with us at their job. Um, it was basically like, like you know, for you're a repeat buyer, you're in like a preferred club, let's say. And what that meant for him was that they were like, okay, so you're building equity. So when you trade this car in plus the package you have, we're going to give you whatever the car's worth at that point plus like another $3,000 for the package plus blah, blah, blah. So basically, loyalty program helped him get the car he actually wanted cheaper in theory. Now, I don't know because I didn't see his financials, but the concept is salient. You know, there's options out there, folks, but you have to work them. But he got the Corolla first because his car was, you know, dying. Then he got the new one because they gave him a really good deal. Then he got rid of it because he hated it because he's like 6'4". Being in little cars can be annoying for some people. And he had two kilos. He had one kid, another one coming in. Let me tell you this. The Corolla, putting back, putting car seats in a smaller car. Ugh. I went to New York. The Toyota RAV4 was super easy. The Rogue, not so much. And my camera's pretty darn easy. But having that, you know, those back trunk doors makes it so much easier. But I think as the average person gets a Corolla, it's like, oh, it's cheap. Bro. I want to get something reliable and cheap. No, you want you to get something a good deal. Because I don't have a brand new car, but I have a full size. I have the space to be so comfortable. I'm, I'm 280-something right now, folks, six feet tall. I've lost some muscle, but I'm still not a small guy. I don't want to be crouched in my car. I don't want my kids crouched in the back. When my parents came here, we made it work once, so I dropped them off, and we put the car seat in. You know, we we, we you know, wiggled around. My wife sent the back seat. You know, we, we made it work. It's doable. I had one kid, so it was a little easier, but oh, there's things you can do. There's options you have. You can make things work. Most people are just like, no, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And it's the same intent as people who stick their head in the dirt and they don't want about money. Now, here's what I'm trying to understand about money is that your investments, folks, are not, they're not guaranteed. If you've got a million dollars in the bank, the bank guarantees you to $250,000. you are going to lose money. Now, here's another thing. The bank owns your money, by the way. If they, if they go under, I was watching uh, Epic Economist and another guy, too. A lot of the guys who are really into prepping and everyday care and stuff and who are looking at it from a, a holistic approach, we call it, looking at what's really going on, the markets are screwed, folks. The housing market's screwed. It's only a matter of time at this point. It's not an if, it's a when. Uh, I think Doug Casey, the, is it the case for Silver to a Thousand? I forgot, maybe not him, but it, it's a book called, you know, Silver to a Thousand or The Case for Silver to a Thousand Dollars. And it's, yeah, Doug Casey's a different investor, but... Just look at what the stock market, look at what the silver, look at what Chase has been investing for in the silver market and comics and all that stuff. They're rigging the market paper. So what that means is, okay, hey, so you want to buy silver? Fine. Buy it and we're storing it for you at zero to no cost or low cost, right? So your money's safe in the vault, right? If everyone wants to try and pull up the money that they had in silver that was supposedly in stock being held for them, the market would collapse in hours, not days. It's papered over, sort of. I don't, I'm not explaining it wrong. Basically, this is the thing. If you, I tell you, give me your money and I'll buy silver for you and I'll put it in my house. Because I have a safe and you don't, right? But I never buy your silver. I put your money into my car payment. When you come to collect, the safe's empty. Now, times that by 
80 to 100 billion minimum plus interest plus I'm probably wrong it's actually it might be it might be like 800 billion I don't even know folks I forgot the numbers were but it's it's massive in 2009 you could get a quarter that was ha- that was 90% silver for like $8 and change about $10 on eBay because silver hit just under $50 it might even hit 50 for like a day or so but I've seen it drop as low as $8 and when it was $8 I didn't buy any but here's the thing silver, gold, copper, platinum, palladium these metals have value You know, there's people, if you ever go on, go on YouTube and look up, like, gold harvesting, there's people, what they do is they get old computers, they put a little bit of gold. It's like a sheet of gold. You know how little that is? It takes them weeks, if not years, of ripping apart computers, which is not a simple task. They probably, you know, skin their knuckles, calluses, and their fingers are all cut up and abused. Get this little bit of money, but it's still money. In 2009, at one point, they were stealing catalytic converters on cars. They would get under your car and cut it out. Because he just had, like, 800 to 1,000 ounces of platinum in them. Like roughly an ounce we would take, let's say. If you go start your car, oh, can't. No catalytic converter. <laughs> Here's a good one. What if your insurance doesn't cover that? Or what if your insurance covers, you know, your copay is 4,000. That's 1,000. You eat that. <laughs> what are you getting out of that value? You see what I'm saying? You have to know the value you're getting and the value you're perceiving. So you perceive that your $50,000 in singles to the strip club is worth something. It's worth it to the stripper. And then she goes and pays her car insurance and her rent and everything. She's good. Oh, wait. Now the war in Russia magnifies. We collapse economically. And every dollar is not worth a penny. In Venezuela, like last year, the year before, they were making wallets out of the money to sell for money. To tourists. They were trying to get dollars. See, the petrodollar is a nice thing. Basically, all the money's pegged to the oil. The money's pegged to the dollar, right? But the bricks, you know, the Brazil, blah, blah, blah. You do them yourself. If you look up bricks, money, bricks and oil. If they detach from the dollar and the petrodollar goes away, we stand a collapse too. Now, we are one of the biggest people, gangs, whatever, the country, United States, you know, it's, we're like the police in New York. We're a big gang, always. So we have army and navy and everything everywhere. Right? We have armed forces everywhere, right? Say what you want, but you get the point. I'd go down and take down a lot of people. Let me give you another example. In 2009, when the cars should collapse, people were like, well, let that company collapse. They messed up. And they were like, it's not that simple. When they started looking just the parts. The whole parts market would go down. Most of the car companies would go down. The dealerships would go down. The local parts stores, like the mom and pops, would definitely go down. The chain stores, like you know, advanced auto parts, would go down. Then how's that happened? All the car companies were in bed together. So if you drove a Saturn Outlook, which is a rebadged GMC, GM Acadia, what happened there is that you have slightly more trunk space. They changed some of the plastic in the back, is right, whatever. Literally, like half a square foot, two cubic feet, whatever. But your engine was from Nissan, your transmission was from Mazda, you know, blah, 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 your engine. So all these companies were together. So if one went, it was going to take everybody. And no one had really looked at it like that. Sorry, folks, got to keep the pipes wet. Ooh. And all these things happened, right? The market collapsed, Bear Stearns, Merrill Lynch, J.P. Morgan Chase, all these stuff, you know, WAMU got bought up by Chase. I think that's still being contested partially. You know, the market collapsed, folks. We were in... They call it the Great Recession. I would say it was a mini depression, which you could say is semantics, but it really isn't. But I started looking at numismatics, which are collectible coins that are usually graded. Now, what I want to tell you this, folks, that your money is worth something, but you might want to diversify. You ever seen Dave Chappelle, the Wu-Tang Financial? Diversify your bonds, brother. Diversify your bonds. I came in one day, my boy, Jose, for my job. He put a sticky on my desk and diversify your bonds. And explanation point it made me laugh. Made my, I still think about it. I'm pretty sure I still have the sticky in my binder in my trunks. That's why I keep it like a jerk. 
No, actually, I think I took it out the truck. I'm wrong. I took it out. It's in a closet somewhere else. Yeah, I'm a pack rat. But you know, is um, <laughs> you know, if the dollar tanks, silver and gold go. Every put this way. Every time the dollars up, silver and gold go 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 down. And every time the dollar tanks, that goes up. Usually, when the stock market goes down, silver and gold go up. You can go to CNBC and look at the tickets at the top of the page. It'll tell you like stocks, then metals, then you know, forex. I mean, you know, it's you can do a thousand things, folks, but. If you get some silver coin stashed, it might be kind of beneficial to you. A lot of people like gold because you know it's one one ounce of gold to say is twelve hundred bucks, right? One ounce of silver is twenty eight bucks. So you can carry it, you know, ten G's and seven what that be? What are they? One point two? Let's say twelve. Eight coins? Seven coins? Seven? Six? Five? No, five coins would be six thousand dollars. So let's say let's say eight coins is ten grand you could carry in your pocket. But if you lose one, you lose 1200 bucks. With silver, you can get Morgans, you can get little numismatics, you can get one cent of silver eagles, you know, um, Valcambi, Swiss, Swiss bars, whatever. They make a sheet. It's 100 little sizes, the size of a man's thumbnail. And they're each like one tenth of an ounce. It ends up being, I think, like two and a half, three ounces, maybe four ounces, I forgot. But it comes with a huge sheet, and you can break it off in chunks for bartering. Another interesting thing you might want to do, diversify, you know, people who are really seriously prepping thing about the wild out scenarios for bartering, the little one dollar bottles of booze you can do too. But here's the problem, folks: if you're bar if you're getting ready for the collapse, those might not be worth anything. A, B, you might drink them. C, do you want that in your house? You, know, you got to think about the parameters. But you can buy copper. Copper is very good. Um, in third world countries, they use it for their medical supplies, like holding the trays for the scalpels and stuff like that. Some of the tools, because they're not they're antimicrobial, so it's less germs. You know, safer, less uh, less risk of infection. Platinum, they use it in some, some electronic people. You know, it's gold and silver have multiple real-world applications as well as stores of value. Right? You wear silver jewelry, you wear platinum, maybe. I think my sister's engagement was platinum with a diamond in the center, or diamond, two diamonds on each side. Something I forgot, but... And their wedding rings were white gold. My wedding ring was white gold. So was my wife's. You, know, you can do what you want, but you can wear gold. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting way to do it, too. Back in the day, if you ever seen um, the pimps, that you know, see the people make fun of pimp stuff, they all the jewelry in wild suits. You know why the pimps wore that jewelry? I'm out of a big pimp cup. Because back in the day, you get arrested, right? Pimping, pandering, um, bringing girls across straight lines, across state lines, sorry, which is a crime then, right? In other words, it's called white slavery, I believe, or was. I don't know what it's called now. This is all examples given from uh, one or two books I've read and some historical studies I've seen. But okay, so you get arrested, right? You call your main chick, your bottom B. You figure out what that means. You know, you know come to the money, come to, you know, come to the slammer. Bring a twenty for the guard, so I can help you get my stuff out faster. Get all my stuff out. Go take it to the pawn shop. We're gonna get some bail money. If you got to you know, bail my Lincoln, pull my Lincoln. Boom, done. Because what happened was the money. Okay, so this is the pimps carrying ten G's, right? Because it's you know it's different now, but back then you know it's having the money was a status symbol. If you didn't have the money, you didn't have it. You know, people are like, nah, we ain't doing that. This is, you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't nothing. If you were something, you'd have money in your pocket. You know, it's, you probably got a hundred with a bunch of twenties. <laughs> nah, that's like a twenty with a bunch of tens. They tens, we keep them clean. Nah, you whack. But if you want to get the girls, you want the respect, which then brought more girls, more respect, which all brought more money. You guys be able to flash a stash of cash. So what happens is, like, all that gold was personal belongings. It wasn't money. So let's say I was carrying 10 large right in my pocket. The cops put the 10 large as evidence. Assuming they didn't get stolen from you, right? 
We've talked about that before, you know. Cops can be a gang, gangs can be cops, you know. Every, there's good people and bad people in every profession, everything in the world. But, so, they put the 10 grand's evidence, right? You're sitting in a cell, your bail's 50 G's. You need at least 10% of that, right, plus the fees. So, your girl gets all your jewelry out, it's worth 20K, right? So now, she goes to the pawn shop, she gets whatever the equivalent guys want to give her, she goes to the bail bonds, and he, he posts your bail and you get out. Because that wasn't considered well. So that was the pimp's way of having bail money and having extra cash without carrying cash. Oh, well, Tony, that makes you target of robbery. Fine, so don't. But you can carry two, three ounces of silver in your pocket. Power goes out. You go to a gas station and actually has a physical pump or way to pump physically their gas. They'll probably take your silver. You go to a small business or a pawn shop. Yo, I know you got Glocks in the back, bro. I've done business with you before. How much, you know, what kind of piss can I get for all this silver right here? Uh, you know, the registers are all closed, bro. We can make a deal and put it on paper, but like an IOU. Or we just trade it straight up. You know, the world's, the world's crashed. I gotta protect my family. What can we do? Are you sure? You know how to handle a gun? Bro, I'm south side. I can do this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you have a real conversation. I'm making this Lego, folks, but what are you going to do to protect you and your family? You going to wing it? <laughs> really? Now, uh, we were talking about this with me, Sky Products, other people. Uh, I was in a live or in the chat responding to it. I think, you know, I think they were in a live, and I was just listening, but it was like, you know, people were talking about the bartering. Like after that book, um, one minute, one second after, one minute after, one month after, whatever that series is exactly. But um, I think it's one second. But you know, it's the first couple of days. You just got to find out find a way to survive. Then you got to start to find a way to re up if you haven't already re upped. This was my last pod because I was told they took my water. I didn't have water for twenty four hours, and it took me gallons to flush my toilet. Someone did number two. Right? So what's the what's the the gutter saying? Is you know yellow you can mellow, brown you flush it down. What do you think you're gonna do when the economy when the grid goes down? <laughs> There's been like a 76% increase year over year in people attacking power grids, those little booster things, those little towers and things and whatnot. I can't think of the word for it now because I'm just trying to get inside soon because I'm still car casting, but you, you've seen it, right? The trains are being crashed, not being crashed. The trains are crashing. Plants are burning. Those configurers, whatever, electricity are being shot. Electricity plants are down. There's active attacks being happening on our system, our grid. You know, if one piece of the grid goes down big enough, it'll take out the rest of the grid because it's all antiquated. It's not secure. From hacking, it's not sure people hell, people can walk over the game, just walk in and kick it and knock it down, some of the stuff. So what good is 10 grand in the bank? And another 10 grand in the bank safety deposit with your mother's jewel that you can't get to. The bank's not open if people can't get in and out. The safe, most of those are on a timer, they can't get in. Because you know what? Part of the electric lock might not work. You might be stuck, folks. You might legit be stuck. Thinking you're safe. Maybe you want to get some silver and gold. Maybe you get you one tenth of an ounce piece of gold. Some tenth, one you know, one tenth, half ounce and half ounce pieces of silver. You want to create that? I saw a guy, his father collected silver his whole life on uh, Porn Stars, the show on History Channel. With the old man and his son, and the uh, grandson, and you know, Big Hoss, they call him, and Chumley, the idiot friend. He got arrested. Look at his charge. That was a very interesting case, his too. Look what he had in the floor safe. And even he had a floor safe. And he's chumly. Come on. This guy, his father had a bar the size of like my leg. They're like, oh, we got to drill it to see if it's, you know, a silver way through. If it is, we'll buy it. And of course, we know we're going to reimburse you. We know, we're gonna, when we weigh it, you know, the stuff we drilled, obviously, we're going to take like an ounce here and there. We're not going to, you know, we'll add that back in. But he had like $86,000 in silver. I mean, he had bars. He had a bar the size of like a 20 pound cat. He had, you know, rounds, which are. Okay, let me explain this to you. Rounds are silver coins 
that are mint, that aren't minted. Like they're not graded. They're not considered U.S. currency. Like a a Philharmonic, a Libertad. I'm trying to think of give you good examples. Um, I believe the Noah's Ark one from. Dang, where's it from? It's from the Kardashians. Are from? I bought one since Noah's Ark, and I grew up you know, reading the story about Noah, the Bible. Armenia, sorry. The silver eagles, silver eagles, like considered currency. But rounds are just coins that have the same size and weight. So it might say like America the Great, and it's basically got a knockoff silver eagle or knockoff Morgan. Or they're not like 2021 Morgans, 2023 Morgans, they're not the original Morgans. They don't have the same value because they're not collectible. But they're still a stash of cash. You can buy five ounce bars, 10 ounce bars, 100 ounce, you can buy kilo bars. Gold, you can do the same thing, but you don't need to get that big because it's a bigger store of wealth. You, know, you can get copper coins. I, I got a copper coin that I bought. It's like seven coins. It's a series from the Treasure Island. They're copper and they're encased in plastic. So they, you know, they stay shiny and untouched and mustard. They're BU, brilliant uncirculated. And they come in a velvet pouch. I just bought that because I thought it was cool. It was like maybe $2 above spot. Plus only like five bottles because, you know, it was a cool collector set. You know, some limited package. It's probably worth nothing, but, you know, sometimes you're going to spend money on something like you think is cool too. Plus, when I pass down to my kids, they'll like it. But, you know, a lot of websites you look at, you can go to, in fact, you can go to my page on changeadvance.com and there's referral links. Hook me up, folks. You drop like 200, they give you free shipping. If you go to silvertown.com, I have no affiliation with them except I like them. Before the last, like, three years, a lot of their stuff was shipping. I used to buy um, an ounce here and there because it was free shipping. So I was like, okay, so I'll pay for the, the bar plus tax and no shipping. Buy one here, three here, five there. And this was like 10 years ago. I'm not saying I still have it, I sold it, but you get the point is that you can, you should buy the dip first off. You know, if the market has a great day and you see silver is below 20, do it. I read an article from a guy that I was highly respected. He said, in his opinion, anything under silver, anything under $30 US, you know, like USD, like US dollars was a good deal. Do your own research, like I'm saying, folks, but I want you to understand that your money is not worth anything. It's fiat currency. Fiat always burns to the ground. It's not going to last. The only fiat to make it is the one from Fast and Furious, not the first, the second one. They crashed the spaceship. Not only made it because, you know, they were in space, so the gravity kind of saved them, I think. But you could argue that one didn't make it either, but they didn't die, did they? Exactly. Was that a Fiero? I think that was a Fiero. I know it's a Fiero. I just want to mess you. I hope you like it. Make you laugh a little my ignorance. But like I was saying, folks, is you need to diversify. If all your money's in stocks, you're not safe. If all your money's in bonds, you're not safe. You know, the, you need to be liquid. In 2008, Magic Johnson and his company both went liquid. They had like $400 million they were sitting on waiting to buy. Berkshire Hathaway sits on cash. He makes one or two purchases a year. That's it. They bought, I think it was Pacific South Railway in 2009, 2010. They've told it for like $28 billion. They've now made 50, no, $26 billion. They've made $58 billion on us. That's what? Their money times two plus $2 billion. They bought Heinz, I think, or they bought most of Heinz. I mean, it's... Money's power, but diversification will take you a lot of way, too. The other thing, so you can be liquid, but what if all the dollar gets ruined? What if the dollar collapses 100%? Now they get a new currency. They get a digital currency. Okay, trading all your dollars. Every dollar gets you 50 cents. You just lost 50% of your wealth. Whereas at that point, your gold and silver are probably still going to have some relative value, comparative value, actually, actually, greater value, perceivably, at least in the short term, to situate you. But, you know, they might try to take all your gold. Was it Eisenhower? I don't know which president was like, you know, they try to take everyone's gold. Everyone must turn in their gold. Blah, 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 blah. You know, so you need to look at your money, folks. You need to be aware of your money. You know, it's like I always say, be aware of your surroundings. I got my head on a swivel right now. I'm in my car, in the parking lot, right in front of my apartment, place I've lived in almost seven years. I'm still got my head on the swivel. I see a shadow. Is that a person? Is it a delivery guy? Is it DoorDash? Is it Uber Eats? Is it a neighbor? Is it a junkie? 
is a drunk trick, drunk chick whose boyfriend called her a trick and now she's hopping around mad as ooh no but you got open avenues folks let me tell you something else as we close this one out my podcast was de- recently demonified demonified is that the word put it this way I, I, I no longer earn money from the company I was earning revenue from this but because my user my listening base is so small I will no longer make money when I podcast I have to get to a minimum of 100, 100 listens a day or 100 followers. I forgot what it is. I didn't even read the whole email. I was just like, this is when income streams got crushed for the moment. I can still cash out what I made or just leave it there for the moment. I'm probably going to cash it on by silver. You never know. But I have multiple streams of income, right? We've talked about that. Maybe you diversify multiple streams of funds. Yeah, I was uh, watching Epic. Was it Epic Economist? I think it was yesterday. Get some of the 20 things you need to buy. You know, food, weapons, stuff to protect you, renewable energy sources, uh, other forms of transportation, uh, fuel, solar panels, protective gear. And he meant like, you know, gloves and masks and hand signs. And he was talking about self-defense gear. He was talking about, you know, prepping gear like book bags and stuff, canned goods, water, water filtration. You know, was, at the end, he was talking about you need to, you know, what can you get in the wood? What is, <laughs> I was telling this guy I worked with uh, two years ago, almost now. That a year and a Yeah, almost two. I was like, yo, wood is super expensive. We told him, I said, yo, look up this plywood and some two by fours that they cost year over year and year versus three years. When he looks at it, I don't see it. I'm like, look at the prices. Now it's not a real difference. I'm like, dude, it went up like 80%. First off, he was looking at the wrong thing to see it. Second, it didn't matter to him because it wasn't something he would buy so he didn't see no value in it. This is a kid who used to flip sneakers. He claimed, but then he went broke. You weren't really flipping. You were trying to be fly and make some money and look cool. That's what it looks, sounds like because if you were flipping, you're flipping. You're buying and making a profit. Buying and making a profit. How do you get out of money? You shouldn't take the profit and buying better deals. You know, you don't always got a home run, but you get on base, you know? You ever watch Rounders, um, Kanish? He's like, hey, you know, you can talk to He's like, you talking crap. He's like, I got alimony. I got rent. I got bills. He said, I haven't had to work a job in 30 years. You know? And Ed, Ed Norton's character's like, oh, yeah, it's real good work. You just grind it on your leather bottom, blah, blah, blah. But think about it, folks. He was working the card circuit creating a living for himself outside of the system making money paying for his kids and his alimony and his life doing something he actually loved <laughs> and yeah it probably became something he kind of hated sometimes but he still something he loved probably became something he partially hated probably was still had a freedom what I want you to do is find your freedom and so my challenge is if you have 20 grand in the bank or 2 grand or 200 Buy you some silver. Don't even wear a copper gold. Buy you some silver. You can trade it. They, they, there's, it you got to understand, folks. Stainless steel Rolexes are in such high demand because they store value so well that people are buying the gold ones because it's the next closest good value they have and they're paying the premium for it because they don't have another option. There's different ways to move your money and store your money. Putting all in the bank won't help you. So, yeah, this guy was a this guy was delivering pizza. He's made like two trips. He must have bought us a lot of food. That's a big old pizza box bag too. I digress. Well, I'm gonna go back inside. I'll have I actually ate dinner already, but I might have a snack. I'm gonna write, and I got about three or four videos I haven't posted on my Instagram, or my YouTube. Check that out. I already have content waiting to go. So the stuff that's not paying me, <laughs> I'm gonna be podcasting, folks. So this is something I think is gonna be my money maker eventually. I'm uh, not going to lie, I'm discouraged temporarily, but I will, I will rebound. I always do.
I'm going to figure out what the minimum goals are getting paid and get there first. And then figure out how to double that. There's always a way. But see, I bought silver at $8 an ounce. Right now it's like 26 I could have sold it at like $20, $22 an ounce. It's like, oh, that's so. I bought like 800 ounces, right? And I'm going to pay someone to help promote my podcast, give it that amount of followers. But at that point, I was broke for my move here and for my not hustling my money right. Not really. I, I did things right, but it's, it's. I'm not going to put myself down. I'm just going to. We talk about food in pockets, but if I'd have bought it down, if I'd have bought the dip, I could have been not paying for followers in a, in a phony way, but paying for the marketing. And I'm still going to use Fiverr. I've I've actually made money on Fiverr myself, writing for people. Like I said, folks, I don't take lower amounts anymore. I'm, I'm worth too much. But I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into it. When my tax returns, that money's going right into that. Some of the money I'm about to come into is going right into that. How do I get on the top five? How do I get there? How do I get placement? You know, what kind of keywords do I need? Whatever I need to do to do it, I'm going to do it. Because if Joe Rogan can get $100 million, I can get a million. Heck, I only need six figures right now, and I can do it. I don't even make six figures a year, folks. So imagine if I did. How much less could inflation hurt me? Look at your salary and double it. If you'd have bought silver at eight dollars an ounce and you sell when it hits fifty, because the market's gonna crash and it will, it might hit a hundred. What's that gonna do for you? If you can double your income by creating recurring streams of income, what's that gonna do for your income? What's it gonna do for your peace of mind? You know what you prep folks, you know I talk about stashing goods? It's your peace of mind. I was gonna flush my toilet when no one had water. I bought less than five gallons for seven dollars. I had another twenty in the house. And I'm gonna try to make it to fifty. I don't know how I'm gonna squeeze it in my house, I'm gonna do it. Oh, I'm gonna do it, folks. We don't get this running. And when the zombie apocalypse comes, you are not welcome to my house. Tony at changeadvance.com. Changeadvance.com is the blog. Change in advance on YouTube and Twitter. Instagram, you can go to EDC, Orlando EDC, or you can go to Pedagogy of the Fresh. I'm not spelling them out, folks. Peace. Diversify your bonds.